0: listen in jesus is having lunch with some very important people the very important people that we see in the gospels matthew mark luke and john are called pharisees they love feasts they love the best seats at the best feasts they think a feast is something unmissable because they get to go along they get to sit down And they get to feel all important. Well, Jesus is having lunch with some very important people, and one of the men round the table says something which is quite nice. He says in verse 15, Blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Now, here's the thing Jesus is worried that this man. Isn't actually going to be there. And he's not actually going to get to enjoy the delights that are on that table. So he tells them a story. Verse 16 A certain man was preparing a great getaway. There's a fly. Did you see that? A certain man was not saying getaway. Uh, A certain man was preparing a great banquet. Now, did you get that? A man was preparing a great banquet. It was great in terms of the size. It was great in terms of the stuff that was on the table. It was awesome. This is the most... Who likes birthday parties? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who likes birthday party tables with lots of treats on it? Yeah, times your birthday party tables by a million. And it's not even close to this amazing banquet in heaven. This is a feast, listen... No one wants to miss. No one at all. And the man, it must be a very, very big banquet because it says he invited many guests. Now, do you know what they did back then? They sent out two invitations. They didn't text people or anything like that back then. They would say, listen, everybody, I'm going to have a feast. Will you come? Good. Good. On cue. Well done. And then what they would do is they'd be busy getting the feast all ready. And then a servant would come out and offer a second invitation and say, It's ready. Come on. And then people who had been invited would come. Now, I think one, two, three. I think I need three guests. Yeah, I thought I didn't even need to ask, did I? Come on then, Duncan, you can have one seat. Actually, come and stand here a wee second. Uh, Let's have... I, I was tempted to pick three Watsons right there. Was, uh, let me see who else. Sam, come on up. And let's have a girl. Come on in, Kasumi, you come up. Come on. Come and stand over here. Now, you're invited to this feast. You've already had. Did Jesus high five him? <laughs> come on in, can you get out, hon? You're all right? You've lost your shoe. That's all right. do not need shoes. It's comfy okay so but here's the thing when the servant starts to shout out right the feast is set it's all ready you three are beginning to make excuses shake your heads for me shake your heads you don't want to come wow i wonder why that would be isn't that such a shame right oh no we need to swap right you come in the middle there you go you take that one and you take that one okay makes sense So the first guy starts to make an excuse. The red box. Verse 18. I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. So he's saying I'm not going to be able to come to your feast because I've just bought some grass. What do you think of that excuse? What would you choose? Field or feast? Field or feast? feast? Feast. It's crazy. But the thing is this man here. You see when you bought a field you were thinking about getting rich. When you bought a field, you were thinking about what you can grow in it and what you could sell, how you could make money and how you could be rich and take it easy. But he, I can't believe it, is ready to miss the unmissable feast in order to get rich. Silly Billy. Excuse number two, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. She has just bought 10 cows. What do you think of that excuse? Would you choose cows or feast? <coughs> Yours. Not mine. Yours. That, contrary to the person in the front, is a rubbish excuse. Do you know what? That's a terrible excuse. Now, now this person here, you have lots of money. If you can afford five pairs of cows. If you can afford 10 cows and you're on your way to try them out, you are already really, really rich. You've got lots and lots of money. That's like maybe Wayne Rooney saying, I've just bought 10 Ferrari supercars and I'm on my way to give them a spin. Or that's like you saying, I've just spent my year's worth of pocket money on the full set of Octonauts and I'm going to go and play with them. Yeah? Yeah? She's ready to miss the unmissable feast, though, in order to play with her toys. What about this guy? Number three, I just got married, so I can't come. What do you think of that excuse? Maybe she won't let him. (laughs) But this, this is the unmissable feast. What do you think of that excuse? Wife or feast? Now, boys, side note, that might get you in trouble when you're older. I'm just saying, okay, that's all right. Don't worry. Now, but this is the thing. Listen, listen, listen. This guy here, he is using a relationship as an excuse to miss the unmissable feast. That's like someone saying, well, I don't want to come to church and and be friends with Jesus and show him that in in worship and prayer because I'm too busy hanging out with my friends. Okay? Now, Actually, what do you think these three are saying? They're all making excuses. Turn around your cards for me and let us see. What are they really saying? I didn't want to come. I didn't want to come. They're already. I didn't. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's quality. I, right. This is why we don't use props up there. You understand? Right all ready to miss this unmissable feast. Now, here's the problem, folks. Verse 21, the owner of the house, how do you think he feels about it? That they're not coming to his unmissable feast, the owner of the house became angry. Angry. It's shocking, isn't it? These people should be doing everything that they can to get to the unmissable banquet, but actually what they're doing is everything they can to get out of coming to the unmissable banquet. So that means we have a great banquet and no guests. What is going to happen to all this? The host is cross. Well, we have an angry host and rightly so. These are terrible excuses from people who said they'd come. And this feast has been prepared at great cost. What will he do? What will the man do? <laughs> ah, he's going to invite some other people. He throws the invitation wide, wide Open Verse 21, go into the streets and alleyways of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. Verse 23, go out to the roads and the country lanes and make them come in. So the very important person round the table as at lunch with Jesus is thinking, this is ridiculous. Who would ever invite those outcasts, the down and outs? And who would have thought the invitation would be thrown out to people who belonged to cities and countries where people lived? They hadn't even heard that there was a feast. But now the man is saying everyone come in. The invitation's wide open to people you did not expect to be sitting in these chairs. Now I need three other guests. I think I could do with... Mr. Norman, would you like to come and have a seat for me? Luke, would you like to come and have a seat for me, sir? And how about Mr. Kerr? Would you like to come and have a wee seat for me? Oh, see, I told you it'd be people you wouldn't expect. (laughs) See? But now you're asking... (laughs) Now listen, Just behave a wee seat. Right, now listen, what do you think will happen to these three? Verse 24 says, I tell you, not one of those who were invited will even get a taste of the banquet. Do you know, has anyone been to Costco before? Yeah, one of the things I love about Costco is that there are little ladies at different points with little stalls of little samples. And you get to go around and you get to take a little cupcake full of sample and you just get to nibble on it and enjoy it. if you leave about five minutes between each cycle, you can get away with getting two. But anyway, they, they give you little samples to taste the food. Would anyone like a little sample? No, I'm sorry. You don't even get a sample. You don't even get a cost ladies cupcake amount of feast. Guys, I'm sorry. I should have said tuck in. Help yourself. Is it good? how good (laughs) okay now listen listen do you know what's going on do you know what happened there boys and girls do you know why these three miss out on the banquet and why they don't get to sit at the table because they said no to the invitation that matters they said no they miss out at the feast, and therefore, because they said no, they have no place at the table. I'm a little concerned that the grown-ups are actually starting to drill. <laughs> Concentrate now. But what does it all mean? In the, the man in the story, okay? The man in the story, the man say holding the feast is Jesus. Did you hear that? In verse 24 it says, I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet, he says. So all of a sudden Jesus is changing this story to say about what these guys are getting to show that he's talking about actually a real feast prepared by Jesus. And this is what he's talking about. He's talking about what the very important person was talking about. The great feast in the kingdom of God in heaven itself. A feast that Isaiah says, as Callum read to us earlier on, is perfect in every way. That is the perfect menu. It is mouth-watering. The perfect atmosphere. It's the happiest happiness ever. There are no tears. There's no dying. Nothing to make us sad. The perfect host is there. Jesus is there. And people, Isaiah says, will be looking to Jesus and pointing to Jesus and saying, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him. He saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Give thanks for his salvation. It's a great story. Now here's the thing. The man, the people making the excuses, represent the very important person around the table. He likes the idea of coming to the feast. But when the second invitation comes, he makes excuses for not coming to Jesus. He won't give up on other things to follow Jesus. He won't believe that the most important relationship is the one you have with Jesus. And Maybe you do that too. Maybe you like your toys or your friends or anything else more than you love Jesus. And you can end up making excuses which will keep you from coming to the feast. And enjoying it like these three friends are. What Jesus says, God will not accept you at the banquet unless you do two things. Because you'll not even get a taste of the banquet unless you, even you, will not do, unless you do two things. One, seize yourself as one who really needs help. So the very important person at lunch with Jesus didn't see himself as a sinner. But in Luke's gospel, the people in the streets and the alleyways are the people who know that they're broken. They know that they're sinners and they need Jesus to help them. That's these three guys. Isn't that true? You all need Jesus to help you to be able to get to the feast. They are the humble people that know that they need God's help. The second, so that's the first thing you do. You need to see that you have a need for Jesus. The second thing, accept Jesus' invitation to the great banquet. See, there's always a man who's in between here. He's called Jesus, and that's what's going to (laughs) happen. So come back, come back. Now, how do you accept the invitation? Well, it's really simple. You believe everything that your Sunday school teachers have been teaching you, that Jesus really is the Son of God who came into this world to die for our sins so that we could be forgiven of those sins And so that we could have a way to heaven and to a banquet like this. And by living in obedience to him. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll do what I say. You'll obey my commands. So the question, boys and girls of all ages, is who will you be like? One, those who make excuses for not coming to the feast. Or those who accept that they are broken, needy people. And accept the invitation to come and take a seat at the table. Who would you rather be? The people at the table or the people who don't even get a taste? What do you think? Table. 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 Wins hands down. Good. Excellent. Now, do you know how you do that? Well, you can say to Jesus, sorry, thank you, please. Sorry that I've sinned. Please. uh, Sorry, I've sinned. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Please forgive me and help me. And that's what we seek to do. Would you do that with me in prayer? Let's pray together. Our Father, thank you so much.